Welcome back to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. This week's episode of Cineman is brought to you by Gilgamesh Brewing, who is an excellent local brewer whose passion and craft are the highlights of the Northwest brewing scene. They have a stable of amazing beers, including the Mama, which is a unique beer brewed with black tea, bergamot, and tangerine peel. Not to mention the Hopscotch, which is a Scottish-inspired dry hop strong ale with a malty and bready caramel notes uh, and, a, and, a, and a soft citrus finish. And today on the show, we drink Mean Eileen, a black lager whose taste is just, it's set apart. It has the smooth body of a lager with the amazing taste of a darker beer, but it isn't overpowering. It doesn't sit on your tongue for long. So if you enjoy yourself a smooth, light beer, but want to try something a little darker, but don't want to uh, have to give it to your buddy, then check out the Mean Eileen Black Lager. It is delicious, and we drink it on the show, so make sure you listen when we talk about it. And then go out and buy yourself one. Gilgamesh Brewing has an amazing, uh, an amazing location in Salem, Oregon, where you can go and you can buy yourself some great food, buy yourself some even better beer, put your feet up in front of the fireplace. Heck, you can even catch the Blazers uh, while they're playing. So go out and do that. Me and John do that uh, whenever we can. We find ourselves there often. But you can always visit GilgameshBrewing.com for more information. They are making a beer for everyone, even you. On this week's episode of Cineman, we finish up the second Dr. Fibes movie. It's called Dr. Fibes Rises Again, and guess what happens? This movie brings it up to Front Street. There's no game plan. Dr. Fibes rises again after three years being dead. Uh, he finishes what he starts or, or something. I don't know. I thought he just wanted to get revenge, but it looks like now he wants more. He wants everything. He's going for immortality or something like that. I don't know. The movie's, <laughs> movie's not that good, but uh, we were joined by a very special guest once again. Well... Not once again. You haven't heard this one yet, but it's Dustin Cleaver, one of our dear friends. Uh, he's joined us on the show in the future. He's a time traveler. But seriously, check him out when we watch Starship Troopers coming up. Uh, but until then, enjoy this episode of Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast, brought to you by Gilgamesh Brewing, as we watch Dr. Fibes Rises Again. Hello, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Cineman. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. The spiciest movie podcast. The tastiest. We are a blend, the perfect blend to go in your spice rack. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just talking now. John left me as soon as I hit record, but... Once again, we are... The podcast where we drink beer and watch your least favorite movies. Or favorite. Or your favorite. If you have bad taste. Depending on if you're John Blashford or not. <laughs> In case you were wondering, I'm Rhett. I'm John. And we're joined again. Although, you guys don't know this because... <laughs> you guys haven't seen and listened to Starship Troopers yet because this is coming out first. <laughs> But we are joined again by the illustrious, uh, the enigmatic, the intellectual, well, <laughs> and the tough as nails, Dustin Cleaver. Dustin, tell him, tell him 
Hello. <laughs> Tell who you are. Howdy. Dustin, they don't know anything about you because they haven't listened about Star. They haven't listened to Starship Troopers yet. Well, that sounds like you told them plenty about me. <laughs> Everything I said is true, and more. None of it was made up. Um, Dustin is a guy in school where you thought he was making up everything he said until you spent some time with him. Yeah, and it's, so true. <laughs> it's so true. You're just like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, there's no way that that's true. And then you spend an afternoon with him, and these things slowly come to light as fact. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is crazy. Uh, I've just I've just learned to uh, accept things as they are with us, and I don't even I don't I don't question it anymore. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, yeah. Once you took my finger off. You know. <laughs> so uh, tonight we got lined up for you a very very special movie, and if you listened to last week's episode, then you should be familiar with it. If you remember the abominable Doctor Fives, then you're going to remember. There's a sequel, hopefully. <laughs> that there is. We might have mentioned that. In fact. And yes. it is called Dr. Fibes Rises Again. Um, it is 1972. The first one was 1971. They didn't waste any time with this. No, no. In fact, Vincent Price was known to turn out the crap faster than anyone else. Well, there's a reason like, he's the master of horror, John. It's been like two weeks working on one movie, and that'd be it. Really? I've heard the stories about that, yeah. Whoops. I just undid my buttons on my shirt. It's oh, getting pretty spicy. Oh, this is the spiciest movie <laughs> podcast. Let's Spice. save all this for the after hours show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Fives 2, John. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I. Well, well Dusty's being kind of quiet. We should probably get him liquored up a little bit. I'm working on it. What are we drinking here, Rhett? John, the listener is aware. Because of our intro that I recorded after this. <laughs> but in case you fast forward it, like a douche. Some people do that. This podcast is sponsored today by Gilgamesh Brewing. That's right. Gilgamesh. Local brewery out of Salem, Oregon, that uh, aims to make a beer for everyone. Make a beer for everyone. And they have. And they truly have. Um... They have quite the beer selection, I'd say. Um, the least of which, uh, what was the one we were just talking about? They the uh, <laughs> they have the Mamba, the Mamba, which is a hopless beer. And I've had it; it's pretty good. It's delicious. Um, they use black tea in it, and they have uh, tangerine peel. And it, it it's so... I feel like it's pretty unique, honestly. Very, very. Um, and then they have a ton of beer. We're not going to go into detail on every single one today, but uh, if you guys haven't drank a Gilgamesh beer yet, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Today, what were you going to say? What is this delicious black lager we're drinking? We are drinking today the Mean Eileen Schwartz <laughs> beer. And <laughs> it's... What? Schwartz. <laughs> and honestly, I'm surprised I have... Just shut up, guys. No more Spaceballs jokes. Or is that Spaceballs? Or... Yeah. yeah. May the Schwartz be with you. It's because Mel Brooks is Jewish and Schwartz. It's like Goy. 
It's very <laughs> Jewish. Um, Silverman. Goldman. Hmm. Honestly, I was a little surprised by this because I'd never had it. Yeah, you know, I normally don't like beers that are dark at all. And I can't see through this sucker. It's dark. It looks a little intimidating it at does. first. If you... Damn. Isn't it dark? Yeah. Right? It looks a little intimidating. If you are... Uh, if you're not used to dark beers, you look at this thing and you just say, Oh, man, like I'm not going to be able to drink this. That's what I thought. Um, but if you can find the courage within yourself to take a sip, then you are going to... Um, you're going to uh, submit your taste buds to a whole new... Tantalizing experience. But I kid you not. It has it has the smoothness of uh, I guess. You know what it doesn't have, which I don't like in dark beers. What? It's not very. Doesn't have a lot of tannins. Yeah. That's what I don't like about dark beers, and this doesn't have any tannins to speak of, really. Right. It's a smooth lager up front. And then what would you say? Finishes with like an uh, an espresso taste. Yeah, it's definitely like a. Um... <laughs> it's definitely like a, a rich, um, like roasted coffee taste. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a rich half and half might be good in it. In fact, seriously, no. Try it. Would you? I will later. <laughs> I dare you. I will. Um. It's going to turn into one of those moments. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. But what's really great about it, too, is, is so many people are like, well, I don't like um, I don't like coffee stouts or whatever. Not, this isn't a stout, first of all. No. Um, I, I would say it has just as much flavor as any of these types of beers, but um, it also doesn't leave... It doesn't stay on your tongue too long, the flavor of it, yeah. which some people might find disappointing. But I find that it's one of the more respectable qualities of the beer because it allows you, it, it makes it a lot more drinkable. And I think it brings it down, uh, it opens it up to a whole new audience that wouldn't normally drink a dark beer. Exactly. Um, Me being a good example. Right. I'm the same way, honestly. Like, I don't really uh, drink that many dark beers. I try not to. Um, I do <clears throat> like a stout every now and then or a porter. But I don't, you know, I'm pretty picky on it. I don't venture out of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, you know, so. Um, and I think, I sort of, I feel like I do taste a little bit of hops in here, but it's, it's. It's not a pale ale or an IPA no. by any means. No. And I think you really got to. You really do got to taste it to truly understand Yep, should go. Uh, should go. It's a nice restaurant they have there. <clears throat> no, it is actually. It's a really nice. If you guys haven't been to the campus for Gilgamesh Brewery, um, go. It's in Salem, um, kind of uh, South Salem, I guess you would say. Not quite that far south. It's By on, the airport, people it's, know where the airport yeah, is. It's it's off of Madrona, um, r close to the airport. It is. Uh, Beautiful campus and has great food, great atmosphere, yeah. great serving staff. Um, and that's where you can get yourself a, a glass of, uh, what's the name of this beer? Mean Eileen Schwartz beer. Schwartz. 
Um, apparently, this beer is named after um, their founder's mother, maybe? I'm oh, not really? sure I understand the... Yeah. So it's like me and Eileen and the Sons of Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but overall, um, if you had to rate this beer, uh, 1 out of 10, or, or if you had to give it, you know... Stars. I'll do one out of ten. And if you got to break it down, I mean, in terms of eight and three sixteenths. Eight and three sixteenths. Eight and three sixteenths. That's pretty impressive. I'd say, Dusty. Oh, I give it eight and five sixteenths. Oh. Okay. Five sixteenths. All right. Um, you gonna go for the four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just well, gonna say a quarter. That would. Uh, I was just <laughs> Mr. gonna Math. say. <laughs> wrenches. <laughs> I was going to say solid eight and a half from me. Really drinkable beer with a great flavor that I don't see getting old uh, while we're I'm going to change my it. score. Dear God. I'm going to give it a C out of five stars. <laughs> a C out of five stars. <laughs> You're the dumbest. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> As you can tell, we're already a little buzzed. <laughs> I've had a glass or two. Um, but go out, get yourselves a, a glass of Mean Eileen Schwartz beer over at Gilgamesh. Um, I believe that they, uh, even sell 22s, um, around town. I've seen some at some, uh, bottle shops. Yeah, I have too. Uh, so. Want to start the movie? Let's press play. Right. Listener in three, two. One. We have begun the movie. American International. International. A registered trademark. <laughs> Those were some of the best movies back in the day made by American International. Really? So cheesy. Oh, yeah. What movies, movies like this? Do they do? Foxy Brown. Coffee. Black Explosion movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, for those who don't remember, Dr. Fibes was a doctor who, uh... What's Fibes? He, <laughs> what was the joke we made? We're getting bad Fibes from this guy. I don't remember. I mean, not good Fibrations. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Fibes was, of course, a doctor who resented, um... Surgical who, staff that, uh... Failed... <laughs> His wife. Yeah. His wife died in some sort of car accident or another. Dusty is so confused. And essentially... This is all scenes from the first movie, Dustin. Yeah. When he okay. systematically, one by one, he kills all I, of the uh, Like any good doctors. sequel, they show the first movie in about yeah. 90 seconds. Previously on... <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I don't know if you already said this, but the doctor is trying to get revenge... On all the surgical staff that couldn't save his wife. Yeah. On the operating And he table. kills him, like, with biblical, um, like, the the Pharaoh's plagues, basically. Yeah. Rats. Was there darkness? No, there's bats. There's a few other ones. Snakes. And he looks all messed up, so he wears, like, fake yeah. skin and stuff. Because he's like a zombie, apparently. Yeah, I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. But a smart zombie. Right there. Oh, so now he's... Oh, yeah, this is right. He's putting embalming fluid, because it says embalming fluid on the <laughs> Erlenmeyer flasks. 
Yeah, because we really needed to know. Because <laughs> that's how blood transfusions work, right? Mm-hmm. They just have two flasks and tubes. Well, you know, there's a siphon effect created. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Moon, Earth, <laughs> Sun. I like the diagram. So three this is years apparently later. three years later. <clears throat> and the moon comes in a proper conjunction with the eternal planets. Um, shown upon the golden moon of the crypt, pulsing with a fantastic life of its own. And apparently, apparently Fives rises again, like the movie title suggests. Rises again. Southern movie. Like the South will rise again. Exactly. <laughs> um. So obviously, a really like weird movie, right? Uh, it looks so dated. I think that's like one of the shortcomings of watching it now. It also makes it enjoyable enough. I feel like it looks so much different than anything you're used to, anyways. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I like these older movies. He was asleep for three years in a coffin with no food or anything, and he's just like getting up and like no it's blood. Nothing. Yeah, his veins have been filled with embalming fluid. <laughs> Why does a coffin need a mirror? Because it's a sex coffin. <laughs> Obviously. Isn't she dead? Haven't you been to Vegas? Oh, yeah. Terry <laughs> Thomas is one of the guest stars. <clears throat> Roy Bond Supervisory electrician is Roy Bond <laughs> James Bond's brother yeah. He's the less popular brother <laughs> The parents didn't Well, I guess the parents are dead Bond Roy Bond <laughs> <laughs> Electrician <laughs> You think he's good at bonding things? Like wires? Maybe he's good at making friends and bonding with people. Oh. Um. Everything right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, you, me and John earlier were driving, um, down the street. <laughs> Like like you do. You generally dive down the street. And we pull up to this light and we're looking at this this dog. Like this person like suddenly switched lanes in a lane I was in, so I switched over and got into their lane. And I was like, Oh, that explains it. There's a freaking dog like leaning out the driver's side window. And we're looking at the dog and it's a cute dog and everything and and there's a girl and we smile because she sees us, you know, looking she's a middle aged woman. And she sees us looking at her dog and she says something like signals John to roll down her window and so John does and I'm just like oh great like she's gonna be like do you guys want this dog (laughs) but I uh I just pretended not to see her and she's like can I switch lanes with you (laughs) cause I wanna get into Dutch Bros and then the light turned green and I was like ah (laughs) no 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 the light turned green while she was talking and before she was talking we speed up (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's not how driving works. Sorry. I was just like, you don't get asked to cut me off so you get into Dutch Bros, especially when you were already in this lane. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh. What's the person's name? Uh, Volnavia? Volnavia, I remember that name. You remember Volnavia? No, is that his, like, concubine? I think so. On top of being a doctor, Dr. Fibes is also an accomplished organist and <laughs> biblical scholar. And he has a band called the Clockwork Wizards. Yeah, which, by the way, like, I gotta buy that website if it's not already. <laughs> Clockwork Wizards. And then I'm gonna form a band called Clockwork Wizards. Um, gosh, I hope this isn't a musical. <laughs> he's not looking too well, is he? He looks like he's been dead for three years. <laughs> Dr. Fibes also can't talk. So he has, like, that machine that hooks up to his neck that allows him to talk. Is that the same actress who played her? It could be. A few months before? Well... <laughs> when they, were... <laughs> <A few months before. laughs> they were in the same outfits as they were. Like they didn't even—they probably filmed all these movies like at the same time. <laughs> Just cut it differently. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> I think we talked about this in the last uh, deal. Um, no, because I think in the beginning of this movie they said some actress's name introduced as Volnavia, which is that character. That's so I think, right. I think maybe the other one. Uh, so, who paid her bills, and, like, why is she still hanging around? Like, do you think Fibes, like, just had that set up? Oh, he has a ton of money. He's loaded. Well, he has a robot band, so... Yeah, he's loaded. And he has that underneath his house. Oh, his house just got destroyed. That doesn't make any sense. Apparently, while he was gone, someone wrecked his house up. Huh, that's really unfortunate. It definitely doesn't look like a soundstage, right, John? <laughs> nope, not at all. Looks like a picture stage. Black drink? So Fives now seeks eternal life? <clears throat> Wasn't that like the opposite of what he wanted before? Yeah, I thought he wanted to die. He wanted to die and spend eternity with his wife. Okay, now who's this guy in the cool jacket? I want a jacket like that. Oh, that's a young Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you think a player like that isn't the owner of Playboy? <laughs> yeah. No, don't those jackets look comfortable? Yeah, they do. Isn't that a smoker's jacket? Mm-hmm. I would definitely wear one. I would. I almost bought one a while ago. Did you really? Yeah. Where? Online. How much? 80 bucks. Except the only downfall is it had the Playboy logo on the back. Oh, really? <laughs> Could you have taken it off? Probably. Kind of looks like James Con, doesn't it? Yeah. I think we had this discussion also in another podcast. Is it Con or Kane? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I think it was last week's episode. <laughs> James Conn. No, but when would you wear a jacket like that? At home. Right now. 
Yeah, like right now would be the perfect time. Okay, touche. Touche. Like, or when you have guests over for cocktails. At your billiards room? Where you have your... Everybody cool needs a model. room. Fake cool rock. model of a tomb. <laughs> yeah. Is that what that is? It looks like it. And you have your Egyptian paintings in the background. I'm not sure I f- how I feel about the ambiance of this room. It's like green. <laughs> that is kind of a weird green. It's a 70s green right there. It totally is. Right when they were coming up with like colored bulbs. Even the light looks green. I mean, I know that there's green light, yeah. you know. Um, I like the uh, cold lamp shades over the pool table. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are straight from a cold. Uh, yeah, probably. <coughs> it's kind of a cool lamp. Yeah, that is. Like a rose bush. With a woman in it. Oh, yeah. So really? Now there's a naked lady sitting on it. Really? You didn't notice that? Man, you guys See? zero right in on the naked lady. <laughs> and I'm here like, look at the beautiful rose lamp. <laughs> It's like the centerpiece of the lamp. Yeah, sorry that I don't hone in on naked women. Made of silver. I actually respect them. Oh. (laughs) Oh. 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 Man, uh, I know that it has only been... um, I guess we've been drinking for a while now, but... We have been. This beer's kind of strong. I think it's five... Point something alcohol content. Not that that's like crazy, but sneaks up on you. It does. It, it sneaks it up on me. Probably go for another burrito right about now. Why are all the balls the same color? That's billiards. Yeah. Oh, it's a British deal. Damn British people. Yeah, screw everything up. How do you play? I don't know. I'm not sure. That is a good question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You just had hit any ball in, didn't you? <laughs> Red ball, corner pocket. <laughs> the joke, listener, is that they're all red, <laughs> apparently. This is quite an assortment of guests this guy has. Crazy eyebrows, some young woman. Because she's not all that. Now, this young. is an American movie, right? No. Is Vincent Price American? No. Maybe he is. is made by American Industries. Oh, no way. He's from a Bond movie. Odd Job? No, it's not Odd Job. <laughs> Woo! Got <laughs> some blowback on that one. Jaws? No, it's not Jaws. It's, uh, he's in The Spy Who Loves Me. He's not in it very long. And I think that's the only movie he's in. But he's like an Odd Job kind of That character. and Fives Rises again. What <laughs> <laughs> an acting career. Oh, we're going to find Whoa. out how he plays billiards. There are way so more balls on there. Couple the color of balls that looks like a snake basket. Is the plot of this movie he kills people using weird things? Because <laughs> that sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> I would say that you're probably right. Look at this guy. He's got his pocket watch in his waistcoat pocket. Yeah, a ring. That's on his wedding ring finger? Yep. Yeah. It's quite a wedding ring. He has a very lucky husband at home. <laughs> He's a stout fellow. He's I just d- hitting whatever he wants, isn't he? Hissing sound. He's looking around. What was in the... Ba- what was in the... Oh, I told you! I said it was a snake it basket, like didn't I? It like a snake I? basket. Is it a rattlesnake? No. What does he hear? I don't think so. He's just hearing the hissing, I think. It sounds like a freaking swarm of cicadas. It does. 
He's not a very good aim, is he? Wow, he just killed a snake with the end of a pull cue. Oh, there's more than one snake. These things look creepy. It's like the opening video to uh, Black Adder. You ever seen that? Uh-uh. Hilarious. Rowan Atkinson. What is it? It's... A robotic snake. <laughs> That's just to, uh... Distract him from the real one. That falls on his shoulders <laughs> from above. Or this one... Oh, they're all motorized. What the... Snakes are creepy. He thinks it's fake. Yeah. Nope, that was just a decoy. It's like hunting. hunting Why would he be doing this? What the... Did you not see that it was just taped, taped on? on. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah, there was... There was, there was like scotch tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. And I could be wrong, but snakes like that don't really bite, do they? I don't know. I think well, they look more like a constrict. That's what I was thinking, and they don't bite. They just constrict. They probably constricted it. And he was tough enough to suck out his... What oh, the... Oh, shit! <laughs> Why did they need the snake? <laughs> Why did they need the snake? So... <laughs> Guys, that guys. was possibly one of the stupidest things I've so, ever seen. So, this whole scene's set up where they have snakes, and they drop him in on this guy. He gets bit, and he goes to use his phone, it looks like, to call for emergency. <laughs> and it's one of the old phones where it has a separate earpiece. Yeah, and uh, they go to, um, of course, he makes the call, and then Five <laughs> hits a button, and a freaking like, Steel rod. Steel rod, like one of those cattle guns, like comes out and goes through his ear, through his brain, out his other ear. And I was like, why didn't so you stupid. just do that? Like, why didn't you just go walk into the room, hold it up to him, and kill him with it? Like, yeah. like what's his name does in No Country for Old Men? Javier Bardem. Is that Javier Bardem? Yeah, that's yeah. the actor's name. Yeah, that's the same inspector. Inspector Trout. Oh, great. That's he couldn't solve the mystery the first time. That's his superior, time. Inspector Bass. Are Bass better than Trout? Are Bass harder to fish for than Trout? Depends on where you are. I know there's like a lot of places that all you can catch is Bass. Yeah. Like, even without like Bass fishing gear, right? Well, like Detroit has Bass, yeah. but you hardly ever catch them. Yeah. So Small Bass milk. put up a bigger fight than Trout do, so they're more of a sport fish. Like If you That's use the right thinking. lures and stuff, yeah. can you get a Bass? And the water temperature's right. Needs to be warmer. It's kind of sad because I work at an outdoor sporting goods store, and everyone all the time, like everyone I work with, they're always like, "Oh, Rhett, do you fish?" And it's like, I'm like, "Yeah, I I have and I do, but I'm not like I don't consider myself like a fisherman. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I just go out and I throw a worm on a hook and maybe put a couple weights on there and I cast out and or I, or lash a Swiss Army knife to a stick. 
Exactly. <laughs> Me and Dustin used to try and spear fish. <laughs> How'd that work? You get one? I don't think I ever got crawdads. I think we got like crawdads and, oh, and a big polywog or something. <laughs> we got a bunch of crawdads because that was the like you boil them. Crawdads. Yeah. Boil them in pickles, pickling spices or something. That's what I did. I think you just put them in a pot and boil them. Water and butter. Yeah. But a lot of people do it like crab, like pickling spices. Try with and, pickling spices. Yeah. It's good. I like crawdads. Oh. I want to go crawdad. Yeah, I'd go. Me too. In about three months, we can. I can take you to a good spot. But it's it's crazy. I don't know. It's just weird because so many people are always talking about, you know, getting the right supplies. And it's weird because all these people, they have, like, such a science behind it. And, like, these guys are buying, like, the scents to put oh, on their yeah. stuff and, like, yeah. doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, I've never done any of this. I work with a guy that's a really good fisherman, and he just takes a can of corn. Corn and puts works. corn. Yeah. It's illegal in some places, though. That's what he was saying. Because it works too good? <laughs> no, because the fish can't digest it. So if they get away, they die anyway. Oh. He's also saying you get some Fuck crickets. fish. <laughs> he was also saying you get some crickets from, like, uh, mm-hmm. Petco or something. Yep. It's illegal, apparently. But the crickets fish are... The, that's what he was saying. The legs probably get stuck. Oh. Well, I think maybe... You're telling me a fish wouldn't need a cricket that jumps into the... Like, if you had a cricket yourself... Okay, now he owns his own boat. If that's like Titanic Ocean later. Look, why does he need his wife when he's got this girl? Like, can anybody just answer that? I mean, for look me? at the way he's looking into her eyes. It's not something you do just randomly. Like, I just want to understand. Imagine this this woman's life here. So, Fibes's assistant, basically, she's in the previous movie. Helps him do everything. Helps him arrange his plans. Helps him commit his murders. And it's just like, imagine her life. When did she become? Uh, when did she meet Fives? Not only that, when did she become his assistant? But not only that, when did he? When did she get brought into <laughs> the fold of his murderous plot? Just imagine that story for a second, like how okay. that works. Was it's like, like uh, did he how, raise her? It's like, like how the girl asked uh, Charles Manson to marry her. Just some deranged person. But there's no way that. She knew when she met Fives. Like, yeah, I, he was crazy. I imagine the way it probably worked was like a... Um, oh, is this movie going to take place in Egypt? Looking like it is, isn't it? Oh, is he on his way to a Egypt? A sea bound for Egypt. I want to say they were talking about the river. Oh, oh. He, that's why he's on a boat. This is some Indiana Jones stuff here. Yeah. This Ooh, came out before be Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones <laughs> owes its entire <laughs> legacy to Dr. Fives. This is the original Indy. He's looking for the... The Holy Grail! That's what this is! Oh my god! Oh, shoot. Shia LaBeouf in this? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we cracked the code! Um, what is this guy doing? He's drugs. Kissing. Is he taking a bump right now? I think he is. What's a bump? Cocaine? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, he is. Look at the way he's patting his own face. Oh, there's an airplane. That means something. Um, but I just imagine the situation with the girl being a lot like, if you remember in V for Vendetta, when V kind of kidnaps Evie and he's like, well, it's the only place I could take you. And then she kind of becomes like beholden to him because he can't let her go. Yeah. And Stockholm Syndrome. 
Yeah. Well, not only that, but V was a really gracious host and actually really cared about her mm. and was in love with her. But on the same, yeah, on the same side, like she was kind of a prisoner. Like she was not free to leave. Yeah. Other than that, she was free to do whatever she wanted to for um, quite a while until he really kidnapped her again and um, took her to. Uh, took her to his, like, dungeon where he, like, broke her spirit and then rebuilt her from the ground up, if you remember that. I don't. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, V is a lot like Dr. Fibes. (laughs) He wears a mask. He was involved in a horrific accident. Uh, Except V doesn't have any loved ones. He has absolutely no memory of his past life. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Other than the dungeon. Pretty much, that's all he remembers. And then the place burned, burned that down. That guy's eyebrows. The place, and it's a revenge story. V goes around killing all of the so, people. So this movie really kind of started Indiana Jones. All the revenge story movies. Yeah, Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Which <laughs> was not a book in the 1800s or no. ni- early 1900s. No. Which, by the way, Count of Monte Cristo, the ultimate revenge story, I think. Pretty sure we had this conversation in the first movie, too. Well, this is what happens when you uh, watch the watch same the movie. Watch the sequel. That is the same movie as the first one. Literally, the only difference is now they're on a boat. I'm on a boat. Motherfucker, don't you ever forget. I'm on a boat and it's going fast, man. I got a nautical theme, Peshmina Afghan. I'm the king of the world on a boat like Leo. If you own the show, then you show not me, oh. This boat is real! Oh, jeez. So great. I remember that. Remember we were driving around one time at like 2 in the morning? Driving by someone's house and they had a boat in the driveway. <laughs> and we're all like almost asleep. And Charlie, who was driving, says, I'm on a boat. <laughs> and then you just start like that. Ooh, Miller's Gin. Uh, I don't really remember that incident. It's up in Scott's Mills. Of course it was. Where else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> up on Wildcat, I think. Was that a road? Yeah, Wildcat Road. Yeah. I don't remember Wildcat Road. Well, it's up that way. It's not really in Scott's Mills, it's in Markham. Yeah, you're right. I see. Want to go there right now? Let's take this mobile. It is mobile. (laughs) We can quit watching the movie and go anywhere we we want. We need a generator for the TV and the DVR. (laughs) Or we could just watch it on my phone. Do you have Dish Anywhere? You can watch your DVR (laughs) stuff. We don't. It's too bad. So you don't have internet. That would be cool. Go to the Gilgamesh Brewery. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty's thinking right here. I like that. (laughs) We can do an on-location spot. With their delicious food. Okay, what's this guy going to get killed by sensory overload? Wouldn't that be something? These don't even look like robots anymore. No, they just look like people in bad masks. They couldn't get, find the robots to play that good. 
So not only was it creepy enough that he was like seeing that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look at his eyes. Like Peter Laurie. Not only was it frightening that he saw that like scary robot band, but then the lights just suddenly turn off. Like that's even scarier. Did Fives throw him overboard? He did. Who's he killing? I don't know. Oh, is it the people that took his recipe for immortality? No, I thought that was the billiards room. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, no. Because they had the map in there, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah, that's yeah. why he cracked the safe. Oh, and then this guy. Oh, what else is this guy mind. in? Star Wars? Yes. Is that Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. You may fire when ready. Yes. That guy? That's who he is. Oh my god. Doesn't he look like him? He just needs one of those little dinky hats and shave the mustache. You're good to go. Is that him? Like, is that really him? Look at him. I mean, it looks like him, and that's why I said it, but... Who else would it be? (laughs) Too bad Grand Moff Tarkin dives right off the bat. Such a good, good guy. You may fire when ready. So, clearly... Anybody, and he's always playing like some sort of captainy role. Yeah, he's typecasting. Clearly, anybody who likes Star Wars should find themselves watching <laughs> Doctor Fives or Indiana Jones. <laughs> or if you like Indiana Jones, watch this because because what is the is that the big bottle of gin? Oh, he's in the bottle of gin. It's like a ship in a bottle, but it's a dead guy in a bottle. Oh, my gosh. Scotland Yard. What are those tomatoes? What year do you think this is supposed to take place in? The I think the other one, judging by the cars, like late 30s. And he drove it all the way uh, to 19 miles per hour, and he thought the dang thing was going to explode. <laughs> That's right. Can't imagine going 19 miles an hour. That's how fast I spread fertilizer. Is that code for spreading your seed? No. At 19 miles an hour? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> so Dustin, what have you been up to? Spreading fertilizer. Or in your eyes, my seed. <laughs> well, even an idiot knows that fertilizer and seed aren't even the same things. That's what I was getting at. You should have gotten at it. No, well, I was trying to think of a clever way to call you a woman. I see that you found one. Thanks again for spreading fertilizer. No problem. Spread my fertilizer for you anytime, John. Here you go. (laughs) As long as my customers like it. (laughs) So did you seek out the spray operator? Or did Blaine? Who are you talking about? You gotta spray him in the grass. Oh. No, it's a whole deal. We can talk about it when this is off. <laughs> Figured it might be a little controversial evidence there. Oh, he's not too happy. Well, I might get in trouble, too. Why would you get in trouble? For using other people's property to do other people's bidding. My box... <laughs> It has these big blue letters on the side to say... Oh, really? Yeah. You got some stickers on there? Yeah. Oh. 
You know what's great about this beer is that <laughs> it has like a really like. What are they eating? Is that like pudding? I'm guessing that's champagne. Fibes really is the classiest motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fibes, I was like, what he, is he doing? He has to eat like from his like neck. And now he's choking. <laughs> Hey, that's romantic right there. Um, I was gonna say about the beer though, it's like so it has it's like I I, I really like the uh the What? Nothing. I was just gonna say it has a really dark, rich body with a really uh a really you know, light head that's uh I had a girlfriend like that once. <laughs> Dark body. I knew that was gonna dark happen. body and light head. <laughs> well, no, I'm just like saying, like the you know, it's it's not too frothy of a beer is what I'm trying to get at. Jesus, I just couldn't think of a way to say it while you guys were making fun of me. Dark body and light. <laughs> I agree. It's it's uh, the right amount of carbonation. It's good. Beer. That's an outfit. That certainly is. Whoa. Those are some toes right there. Look at all the dead bodies down there. Like, what happened to them? Is half of that one underneath a toe? Uh, no, it doesn't <laughs> look like I mean, it kind of does, but... <laughs> it looks like that guy's hand stuck under the toe. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's from that episode of Futurama when they make a giant bender. Oh, that's right. Touche. How do you open that? He doesn't even know. <laughs> See that look on his face? He's like, wow, look at that. If we learned anything from Indiana Jones movies, if the, if the door opens in a tomb, you walk in it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, but this came before Indiana Jones, so... So, we, <laughs> so, so Indiana Jones now. learned it from this. <laughs> There's a light. What's, <laughs> like uh, what's interesting is that this is um, kind of, for whatever reason... It strikes me more of like a mummy movie, you know? I like mummy movies. Yeah, like those old old school. Yeah. Old ones, yeah. There's his organ. <laughs> what? Oh, more clockwork wizards. So they go into this tomb in <laughs> Egypt, and it's like his house is here. <laughs> Why did he need the map? <laughs> He forgot where his second home was. Now I see what you mean by the band. Oh my gosh, I just can't quite figure this out. It's... Welcome to my world. (laughs) What's nice is that it has the same cast for the, you know, the ones that were in the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels like it's shot in the same style, but... It feels like a second-rate movie compared to the first one. The first one, I was really surprised by how good it was. Because I went into it thinking that it was going to be a two-bit horror movie. When in reality, I think the first one was more of a like dark comedy, almost. Because it mm-hmm. had like really, really campy like British humor in it. 
Um, so it's like all the sequels back in the day. I guess so. The first one's really good. And then they just, then they just wanted it. to make a little money, so they made a second one. It's like how they do it nowadays. Yeah. Except Avengers 2 looks awesome. Oh, my God. I'll wait in line for that movie. I will probably, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Looks badass. Kingsman was good, too. Was it? It looked yeah. pretty good. Especially if you like watching heads explode. Yeah. There is probably over a thousand. Well, first when I watched the movie, the one thing I didn't like about it was when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, this is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. But then it goes through the preview some more and like more violent stuff is happening. And then at the end, it's like, oh, this is rated R. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought it was a kid's movie for sure right off the beginning. But it actually looked pretty cool. I, mm-hmm. Me and Baylor were thinking about going and seeing it, but we ended up like not seeing a movie. Because um, it wasn't, I don't know. It was sort of like we had a free movie ticket, and so we would have had to buy another one. And it was like, well, what do we see? And then it's like, well, there's nothing like we really have our hearts set on. But um, I liked the idea of Kingsman. It looked pretty sweet in that yeah. way. And it's about a real current issue. Global warming. Is it really about global That's warming? That's the whole thing. How so? The villain, uh, Sam Jackson. There you go. He's the whole thing he's doing is trying to correct global warming. He the thinks, villain is. Yeah, he thinks of global warming as. Uh, Sam Jackson's the main bad guy in that. Yeah. Yeah. He oh. wears like a New York game. Bad ass. Yes. Good old <laughs> Sam Jackson. Have you seen it? Oh, how do you but know? I like, I like Sam Jackson. I've seen the commercials. And Colin Firth is the good guy, and Sam Jackson is the other big name, so he's going to be the bad guy. Huh. Okay. But but, we and that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but either way, he thinks of... Uh, <laughs> sounded funny, but... I almost said <laughs> an inside joke for you, but it was, from, like, it was an inside joke between me and my boss at work, and I was like, oh, no one would get that. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But it's like, global warming... Is the Earth All right? Humans are the virus. Yeah. Global warming is the Earth getting a fever and trying to purge its system. Uh, so either way, the way he thinks of it is, you got to give the virus either goes or the host goes or both go. Yeah. And so it's like he tries to kill half the population. Huh? Does he? A lot of the politicians. Like, the world's politicians. Like, he kills a lot of people, then. Yeah. Well, actually, the good guys kill a lot of people, but it was Just like real life. (laughs) Just just like real life. By using the bad guy's failsafe. Huh. To... Kill him. To... His reassurance that if anybody was going to blab about his plan... He has this little chip eating plants in their neck and it makes their heads blow up. So anybody that's tight with him and knows his plan has these little chips in their head. Do they know they have chips in their head? Uh, A lot of them do, I think. Huh. 90% of them probably do because they got a big scar and it's part of the being compliant part. Interesting. And it, well, they don't know that it's for sure to blow them up. They think it's to shield them from the 
process of the driving everybody mad into killing themselves? Yeah. Interesting. It's hard to explain it without just going from the beginning to yeah. just... No, walk us through. Do all the voices. <laughs> do Sam Jackson I, right I, now. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do him. He's waiting, baby. <laughs> of me, honey bunny. Oh, Eileen. Well, Come he, on, Eileen. He, <laughs> he does that. Uh, on that dress, oh my thoughts, I can't fast, and I'm dirty. Oh come on, Aline, come on, Aline, Aline, Aline. Are you guys gonna hang out for a couple hours? I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> <sighs> Why'd you interrupt my per- song? I got personal time, you know. <laughs> what? Excuse me. Well, John's out. Dustin made a masturbation joke. <laughs> John just got up and left. <laughs> uh, why didn't we sing Come On Eileen before? We're drinking Mean Eileen. Oh, man, we were sick. I'm good, thank you, though. I've got none. I don't like non. You don't like non? It's fine. Non? Non. Non. N-A-N? N-A-A-N. Oh. I don't know what it is, but I got language. It's like Indian bread, right? Bread. Oh. It's Indian. Not, not. <laughs> Indian. Indian. <laughs> Dots, not feathers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You just crossed the line. Is that right, Tonto? <laughs> or is this Quanto? I forget. <laughs> I'm just chief. <laughs> I can't even be mad at that. I'm trying uh, to piece of that. Oh, hey, by the way, I did a stand-up comedy for the first time. Did you really? Yeah. How was that? It was, uh, it was interesting. Where was that? Uh, in town, at Capital City Theater. Uh, it's a local comedy club. What do you think? Tastes like what I make when I can't afford to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's Indian. <laughs> <laughs> you guys fucking done with your crosstalk over here? Dots not feathers. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a local comedy club in town, and they do. I mean, it's just was an open mic, you know. Still. But uh, I went up there and I got a couple chuckles. Got you know just as much, if not more, dead silence. <laughs> um, but I didn't get booed. Hey, you did it. Yeah, it was it was weird. A lot of people were telling me, and I read online, it's like, you're going to be so scared and nervous when you get up there. And I wasn't nervous, but it really, like, put the idea of stand-up comedy into focus. Like, I, I think I respect it more as, like, an art form, as, like, a craft now than I did. And I was completely unprepared. I got up there, and I, for whatever reason, and I just... you say, what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. That would have been gold. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, shut up. Just Jerry Seinfeld that, did that 6,000 times. I can't times. get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, Who's that guy? <sighs> that's... I don't know. Indiana yeah. Jones. <laughs> but... Um, 
it was kind of weird. I was unprepared. I got up there, and for whatever reason, I assumed that I thought I I thought I would be able to see the audience. But once you get up there, the lights are so bright you can't see anything. You can barely see the stage. So you're just looking out. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I don't know. Kind of a lame excuse, I guess. But also, it was my first time, so. Um, made your mom's biscuits in the pickup too. Made a lot of first time jokes. First time. Yeah, you know. No. I made a lot of like first time jokes. Like popping your cherry jokes. It, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say it a little bit more socially responsible, but. Well, I'm not very socially responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. Figured I'd share that with you. No, that's cool. You plan on doing it again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I almost have to at this point. Like, I have to figure out how to... I gotta rework my jokes, and I gotta figure out how to deliver them better. Did you work on your jokes ahead of time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of wrote them out like a script, almost. But I think my just my key my delivery was off. Like I didn't really like punch certain words or do you know, and it my delivery was really flat. Mm. And I should have put more energy into it, like tried a little harder, but I don't know why. I got a little self conscious when I first got up there, but That was your first time. Yeah, it was. One of the classes I took at Chemeca, there was a guy that did like stand up comedy like once a week. Really? I met another podcaster there. Really? Yeah. Uh, he does a podcast based out of Salem called the 45th Parallel Podcast. And it's a paranormal podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to try and get him on Duel of Taints sometime. I may have to look that up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I listened to an episode. It's fascinating. Is it George Moore type? Yeah, it's all like conspiracy theories. And, oh, his stand-up was really funny, too. He did, uh, he did everything... Uh, because someone was talking about conspiracy theories and blah, 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 blah. And he goes up there and, it's, and he pulls up. And he's like, it's funny that you mentioned conspiracy theories. And he's like, because I... And he, and he goes over off stage and he like grabs the stool and he drags it all the way over to the middle. And he sits down and he crosses his legs all dramatically. And he's like, because I do a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> and, and then he does everything. He does a bunch of jokes in a Jesse Ventura impression. And it was freaking gold. It was so funny. Um, and I had to go. I had to go up and and uh, look him up after that because I had heard of the Forty Fifth Parallel podcast. I had just never looked into it really. Um, look at the way he's stroking that mouthpiece. <laughs> and she's playing a what, John? Tuba. That's not a tuba. No. That's a sousaphone. Sousaphone. It's basically a tuba. It's a marching tuba. Yeah. Wraps around you. Learn something new every day. Sousaphone. Named after... Dinesh D'Souza. Is that... I was going to say Sousa, whoever the great composer Sousa was who did marching stuff. I used to know someone named Sousa, last name. Oh, no, no, you're thinking Sosa. I remember those guys. Um, they do, too. 
<laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> I was a dolphin. Obviously. <sighs> so I was telling Dustin about this earlier. I don't know if you heard, but I def- I feel like this movie is kind of uh, two bit compared to the first one. I was really impressed with the first vibes. Uh, this one, yeah, it's kind of a ripoff. It's just overdone, and it's too. The story's dang near the same. This is what I expected of the first one when you were described it. And I was like, okay, and we watch it. And I was really pleasantly surprised and actually really enjoyed the first movie. This one, eh, I would just tell listeners so far, go out listen to the, or go out and watch the first one. Yeah. Listen to our podcast about it and then never think about it again. And do so over a fine, frosty cup of mean Eileen Schwartz beer. And that's it for this half of Dr. Fibes Rises Again. So make sure you check back in next week to figure out how the movie ends or what the hell we're going to talk about. Uh, as always, you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, email, or by voicemail by calling our phone number. Once again, all those things. Uh, you can hit me up at Red is Awesome. R-E-T-T is Awesome. We also have a new Twitter account for Cinnaman. It's at Cinnaman Spice. C-I-N-E-M-A-N Spice. Also, we have a new email. It's cinnaman at airpodcast.com, but you can hit us up on the old one, awesome at airpodcast.com. Like us at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And as always, you can call us at 657-888-3835. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. 